just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It's always doubt with us every year. It's like, oh, well, the Saints can't do this because something or, you know, Drew's gone and it. I, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't care. And I'm coming in every year thinking we're going to be the shit. What up? Welcome back to Black and Gold BS, the irreverent Saints podcast from Boot Crew Media, presented by Hornitos Tequila, alongside my co-hosts, Sean Haspel and Allison Whitlock. I'm Jacob Krasno. I'm currently uh, numerous Corona beers deep uh, into the night. After- now, are, is this Corona like the brand or are you like... Do you have COVID and you're just drinking beers? Because I feel like the, the phrasing here matters. My body is full of the alcoholic beverage and not the virus. Knock on wood. That's good. Not, not, That's not good. again. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a sad day. It's you know sort of like the definition of a pyrrhic victory, I guess. The Saints beat the Falcons thirty to twenty, um, but I, honestly, I didn't even watch the last. 10 minutes of the saints game because we were so transfixed on the 49ers Rams because the Rams had to win in order for the saints to get into the playoffs. And, uh, it didn't fucking happen. Um, so what, how are we feeling? Are we, <laughs> is everybody still alive out there? What's going on? Yeah. So I, I'm like, it's, it, it really is like kind of like, a glass half full, glass half empty situation. You can be bummed that we didn't make the playoffs, but you can also like kind of zoom out and take the 10,000 foot top down view that this team, which went through one of the like most ridiculous seasons, just the litany of, of challenges and obstacles, both like self-inflicted and just, purely bad luck that this team over like had to deal with and overcame to the extent that they finished nine and eight and were some BS away from making the playoffs is incredible. And um, I, I'm like, I mean, if you listen to the post-game interviews with a lot of our guys, like they, they pretty much agreed. Like I'm proud as hell of this team. Like they fought their asses off and, I think today is actually a pretty good metaphor for the whole season and this this the, the the team itself and the season that they had is that like we did everything that we could given the circumstances and whatever happened happened you know so um yeah it it, it sucks to not be in the playoffs but I mean real talk this team was not going to win a Super Bowl and I still think our window is open. Um, this isn't like a rebuild or anything. Like we have a lot of really good players who are going to be back next year. Um, a lot of talented young guys who are going to theoretically continue to develop. And um, yeah, I mean, I think Nick Underhill said, I mean, this team is a couple like key pieces away from being legitimate contenders next year after a year that like most people, going into the season thought we 
wouldn't even like win five games. Like it was crazy. Um, we'll have plenty of time in the off season to go through uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff, but um, going back to like our preseason prognostications, I, I think, I, I think I had said um, 10 and seven, but that was assuming that we would get Michael Thomas back, that we would not have Jameis Winston's knee get shredded up and so many other crazy things that happened this year. And to say that we went nine and eight, despite all of that, it, it was, it was an awesome season. Um, but what do you, what do you think, Allison? I'm happy that what we could control, we took care of, which is sort of what your overarching theme was of what you just said, mm-hmm. that like every time we were faced with adversity, like we absolutely did the best that we could and nobody can take that away from us. And we're set up to be in a good spot. I think I'm just in the moment angry yeah because it was right there and it would have been a full circle redemption story to be able to like go back and fuck the rams up um but if we're gonna zoom out from today and think about the whole season then like i obviously feel differently and that like it exceeded any expectations you would have as like a normal person looking in and week mm-hmm. one which i'm sure if you went back and listened to our week one podcast we were flying high um, because of that exact reason. So I don't think there's anything that we can take away. Like Sean Payton should be in the coach of the year conversation just from the sheer fact that we set an NFL record for the amount of starters that we had in one year, which is more than a 53 man roster. So like that should be a consideration, but I'm just sad because there are a lot of things like now that I go back and look at like the giants loss and like, yeah. If we had just won that game, like we would just be in the playoffs. Yeah. And like, yes, of course, we're not winning the Super Bowl, but it's the first year in four years that we're not in the playoffs. Like it's just like a it's a different, it's just change. I'm just accepting For sure. change. For sure. Yeah. I mean, uh looking back on the season, I definitely would agree with you. The Giants lost in the first Falcons game um were our two were our two losses this year that like could have and reasonably should have been W's. And if we win one of those, obviously the whole season's different, but um, I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. And um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's tough to go from making the playoffs uh, and being like legitimate contenders for four straight seasons from 2017 to last year, and then to not make the playoffs this year. But at the same time, like think about the vibes like around the team and just like amongst the fan base from like the last time we didn't make the playoffs, like those seven, the seven and nine stretch. Oh no. And yeah, yeah, I I know it's just like, it's, it's different. Like I I'm still like super bullish on the future of this, like the immediate future of this team. And I'm like really excited for them to attack the off season. I think management um and and Peyton and his staff are going to be crazy hungry um to improve this team and get back in the true race to be contenders so what do you think Jacob yeah um I I pretty much agree with everything you said in the moment I think I'm somewhere like in the middle of you two though like yeah there were like amazing moments this year and the team certainly overcame a lot of obstacles but 
um, it was kind of also a disaster and I'm tired. Like I'm tired yeah. of the bullshit. I'm yeah, tired like when of Shepard came in, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, tired, I'm of, tired of, of watching this. It's exhausting. <laughs> it was an exhausting yeah. year. Like but I can't was, deal yeah. with like the, the, the COVID protocols, like absolute, like they, you know, it's one of the many straws that broke the camel's back. There wasn't just one straw that broke the camel's back. There were many different things that tanked this team. Yeah. Death by a thousand cuts for sure. That was one of them. Um, like you can uh, bitch about the Rams blowing a 17 point lead as much as you want. But at the end of the day, we lost to the Giants and yeah. we we lost to the Falcons with the team that was basically full strength. So we certainly shot ourselves in the foot plenty of times and sometimes bad seasons have great moments. And this to me, this season was something that I'm I'm gonna want to forget pretty quickly. And like I'm me personally, I'm I want to move on. Like I'm just tired and disappointed with the way it ended. And we'll get to the future, which I'm very excited about. I'm not worried about that at all. But like in the moment right now, I'm fucking furious. And we really don't have anybody to blame but ourselves and Roger Goodell. And uh, yeah. I don't know, because I'm, I'm with Sean on that. Like the last year we didn't make the playoffs was 2016. And it was such an utter disappointment and like waste, like looking back on like talent that was on that team. Like yeah. from a quarterback perspective, obviously, because we're never going to have, yeah. not never going to have that again, but it's highly unlikely that we will. Whereas like the defense this year is like so promising. And most of that is like relatively in place and like barring a ridiculous Jameis Winston injury. And the fact that Michael Thomas, like sketchily never played a snap, like to be in the conversation in week 18 is like, it should instill hope because we've seen this, front office do like majestic things in the off season that most people are like, how are they going to manage that salary yeah. gap? Like they have a ton of pieces in place that like those moves versus the uncertainty a year ago, it feels like there's a lot less of that in terms of like what we need immediately yeah. to like win the division again. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm annoyed that I don't get to watch a game next week or like play spoiler to somebody, right. but like I feel a lot less sad than I did when we lost in the playoffs last year, because it was like, Oh my God, like what the fuck? Yeah, is this going to look like now? And now it's like, oh, we kind of know what it's going to look like. And we know that even with like the craziest season perhaps ever for a team to go through, like we were still in the conversation, like they'll figure it out in terms yeah. of like the missing pieces. Yeah, I get like my point, I guess, is that it doesn't really matter to me personally how or why we are not in the playoffs. The bottom line yeah. is we didn't make it. Yeah. So like, you know, if if I get shot, in the back like it doesn't matter if a mugger shoots me or if it's an accident and like somebody you know like i'm st i still got shot yeah. like it still sucks yeah and i'm <laughs> i'm exhausted and i really 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 thought that it was going to work out and it didn't and i'm fucking crushed yeah. Um, uh, yeah i think that just it just goes back to like expectations like if you go back and listen to our last episode you were way more bullish on our like playoff chances like uh advancing if we got into the playoffs and making a, an actual run then then 
I think Allison or I were. Um, sure, sure. And, and I so, understand that because the Rams got fucking road graded today, and that's why they lost. Yeah, yes, yes. But like, okay, Ma- Malcolm Jenkins said this exactly. He said this in his presser today after the game that unless you win the Super Bowl, your season is going to end in disappointment. So yeah. like we, after after either a loss or a like Pyrrhic win per se, like we had today. So um, and like I am very confident this team wasn't winning the Super Bowl. So like we were going to feel some type of way at some point, regardless. So it's almost like you know, like it wasn't in the cards for us. Matthew Stafford is like a overrated front runner, and so are the entire Rams organization. Uh, we can talk about that later on, but um, man, uh, that's why it's a different. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in pain. Like, yeah, the last four years I was in physical pain. Like, I'm not in pain. Yes. I'm upset. But like the last four years, I literally felt sick. So like that's and that's because we had teams that had. Super Bowl or bust energy. Yes. And like the bur- that wasn't burden, the energy. The burden of expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Bring it back to like our first like episode of this pod is like, I, it was this, I thought the season would be liberating because I had no expectations going in or no expectations of like a championship team. Like, let's just see what happens. And like the, let's just see what happens. I mean, that obviously ended up, being for better or for worse, because some of the shit that we saw happen was just insane stuff that we never thought possible. There, we started four quarterbacks this year, yeah. and like just wild shit, like the the hur- hurricane Ida. Like in sit, we we coach, we played the Panthers the first game without any coaches. We played the Dolphins with twenty two players out, and just crazy stuff. So. I, again, like I mean, I, I it's maybe it's co- like coping, whatever. But I, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like Allison said. I don't feel nearly as hurt today now that the same season's over as I did the last four years. Like um, knowing how how everything went down, we don't have to to rehash all that. But um, and then and like like you, you said, Jake the highlights of the non-call for an entire right. week, which we would have exactly. had to if we were playing the Rams next week. So. Exactly. Well, I and would like, just choose not to watch it. And I'll well, just course. say this now on the podcast so it's on the record. You know, I personally believe that watching shows like SportsCenter and all that shit is a fucking waste of time. So, sure. you know, don't subject yourself to that torture. That's that's fair. Well, in, in my office, there's literally, I mean, in my office at work <laughs> for the Suns, there's literally a, you can't a, escape a, it. <laughs> a TV playing sports center 24 seven, like 10 feet from my face. So it, it's a little hard to, to escape, but Jacob, you said something uh, a bit ago about like, not even like cherishing any moments from this season. Like I'm going to push back on that hard sweeping Tom Brady in like, and he like might win MVP or whatever this year. Is I'll like remember that forever. Those two games were incredible. Yeah, they were epic. And just like sure. CD Deuce getting in his face, like yeah, they didn't like end up like like meaning anything in like the grander picture. But like, if you're not cherishing like moments like that, then I don't know. I don't think that's like a. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to be a sports fan, but I don't. 
I, I wouldn't find that to be like a healthy way to be a sports fan because if your team like because you can game that logic out and that like if your team doesn't win the championship then like the whole year was pointless and like yeah sure the context of different seasons matters if a team has true championship robust uh, expectations like we like they had for a lot of the last four years before the season but um which is what ultimately made those endings of those seasons so much more painful but um yeah, I guess I should I should like uh, elaborate and because there will come a time where like I do think back on those moments favorably and you know if the Dirty mm-hmm. Coast or Coded Collection our you know Boot Crew Media sponsor ever like makes a shirt with like CD Deuce's like silhouette mean mugging Brady like of course I'll fucking buy that um, but right now it's like I can't there has to be like a time of healing. that's fair like that's that's what i mean like i can't in right now in this moment in like the the shadow of our our downfall i can't look back and say oh that was great like no i'm fucking hurt and like i feel emotionally raw and like there will be a time to think about that but like now is not the time that's for me everyone's different you know in their stages of grief but uh (laughs) right now i'm i'm not ready to uh to think about this season, I'm ready to go play like Assassin's Creed or, or like build a Gundam model or something. <laughs> that's <laughs> as fair. nerdy as that sounds. I need to, uh, I need to do something that's not going to break my heart. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, and you know, on that note, like, yeah, like, of course, as disappointing as the year is like, you know, we're still better than Vikings fans. We're better than Rams fans. We're better than Falcons fans. Like this team, the organization, like we're still fucking better than you. Like, yes. At the end of the day, like as much as, as much pain as we may be in right now, like we're still fucking better than you. And like (laughs) all the adversity we had to overcome is just in, in the long run, it'll just add to that tally of like things the saints have done that were cool that your team will never do. Well, let's speak uh, on that note of uh, being better than our rivals. Let's let's talk a little bit about the actual game because the Saints won a game today. We went into Atlanta and <laughs> the Falcons. And so let's let, let's talk about that. And the offense looked really good with yes. Like I saw something on Twitter that was like, "We it must be." I know we didn't actually make the playoffs, but whatever. In the first in the hunt team to have a quarterback that didn't throw for at least 1200 yards, a receiver that didn't at least catch for 900 yards and a running back that didn't at least rush for a thousand, some crazy thing. Like, yeah, we pieced together some crazy shit. And today we actually looked like old saints, methodical drives before Taysom got hurt. And then honestly, like Trevor threw some dimes. Went up and grabbed some and they were nobodies. Well, Jordan. Traquan Smith looked like he was auditioning for free agency today. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the Falcon side, Russell Gage, uh, he was auditioning for free agency. He had a buck 26 and a touchdown against us. Maybe that's someone we look at this offseason. But, um, yeah, I mean, Alvin uh, went went into his hometown and put up, like, 160 yards from scrimmage and uh, just, like, was the ba- like almost five yards of carry. And was like the total backbone of our offense. Trevor and Taysom, um, like, were pretty damn accurate today. Taysom was seven to nine, 
107 yards, uh, that really nice touchdown pass to uh, the mercurial Adam Troutman. Um, quarter, Q, uh, QBR, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a while to go to redeem himself uh, to yeah. the fan base. But Trevor's, uh, uh, or excuse me, Taysom's QBR was like 84. Um, Trevor came in um, and like only threw for like 71 yards, but two beautiful touchdowns. Um, his QBR was like 53. Uh, which both of those were significantly better than old Matt Ryan um, with his QBR of 22. So um, the, <laughs> Matt Ryan was the third best quarterback to play in that game, uh, which is just fun to think about. So um, also yeah, shout out to the Saints. Undefeated against the Falcons yeah. as a starter. Yeah. There you go. Taysom Hill. Um, he, he was, what was his record as a starter this season? Was he three and one again? I think he was four and year? one. Four and one. That's yeah. That's yeah. So we finished winning. We won four of our last five, and yeah. um, yeah, that's and that the one loss was obviously the Ian Book game. So that's not on him. He lost to the Cowboys, and that was his one start. Yeah. yeah that, so that was. I feel on like him. you gotta that throw trash. You gotta throw the Cowboys game out because he tore tendon in his finger and literally right. like was trying to play through a hand that was not functional. Right. And we didn't, I don't think we had Tehran or Ramchek for that game either. So, um, that was a sad was game. Just a mess. Taysom's been impressive. Like, he looked awesome today before his foot blew up. He looks confident too. I remember, like, when they were like, we we're about to kick off, they were panning to him on the sidelines. And I was like, he looks like he's going to go fuck shit up. We, we haven't mentioned this, but not like, not to go back to, uh, the way we all grieve and perceive the missing the playoffs and stuff, but Taysom like almost certainly being out for next week and having to roll out Trevor um, was another reason why I'm like not too broken up about missing the playoffs because we've seen Trevor be our like, like not just in game replacement but a full on starter. He I think he was what zero and four this year as a, as our starter and yeah. like say what you will about the Rams being shitty today and choking it up. But like, I would not want to see Trevor Simeon play them. Uh, even if we did get Armstead back and Ramchek back next week, um, I'm not sure like a good running game would be enough to be able to do anything on that defense. So uh, with Trevor, so like once that Taysom foot injury happened, I was, that helped me, begin to become more zen but about potentially missing the playoffs regardless of how bummed i am so um yeah but i definitely could see uh, a world in which we won and the rams won and i spend like three hundred dollars on a ram saints playoff ticket just to see us lose 27 to three or something like that and i drink too many white claws and then i'm even more ornery on the podcast oh god you've reached the the ornery pinnacle um but uh but yeah um shout out to Taysom Hill though uh he played his ass off this season um and uh maybe like he'll never be a full-time starting quarterback in the NFL but like I I never want to hear any slander that he's like a joke or anything like he is a bona fide NFL player like a plus NFL player and if I mean He's a valuable asset to our team, and uh, I hope he recovers from his foot injury and uh, returns to his playmaking ways next year for us. So, 
this is going to sound outrageous, but uh, honestly, like I would probably take Taysom Hill as like the Saints franchise QB in a vacuum over Matthew Stafford with his like broke ass back and like mm. very <laughs> very heavy feet in the pocket. Uh, yeah, I. The only reason I, I agree with that is because Matthew Stafford is a loser, definitively. Yeah. And he he's is. never won a playoff he game. Is. And that will ring true when we talk next week. Like, he's not going to win next week, and he's a fucking loser. So Matthew Stafford. He's a loser. I think he's just a different kind of athlete that you'd need to design around, which Peyton has loved doing. We just also had other injuries that prevented that from being optimized, but – Stafford's right. a loser. And I feel bad saying that because actually his wife's sick and then she recovered. And I think that's a nice story, but I think he's a loser and I don't like the Rams. So yeah, I, I, I file Stafford is a, a quarterback that I file in the category of, of like top three picks that I don't understand why anybody thinks they're a top three pick. Um, you know, guys like, uh, uh, what's Zach Wilson, like the BYU quarterback who plays for the jets. Like I, these guys never won in college. They've never done anything yeah. special. Like Stafford didn't win at, at Georgia. They were highly ranked every year and they lost a bunch of games and they come to the NFL and they just like suck. You know, they're just like tall dudes who can throw the ball hard and that's kind of it, you know, yeah. but Taysom's better. Well, we'll Definitive. You heard it here first. Taysom better. That's an incredibly steaming hot take, but uh, I'm here for it. <laughs> he has a better That's winning percentage than than uh, Stafford does this year. I get, if you do the math, can't argue with the math. The numbers don't lie. But um, a shout out to the defense today. Uh, like three straight turnovers. They, yeah, be- beautiful job being some ball hawks, uh, forcing those fumbles. Uh, Paulson with the incredible, incredible one-handed pick. Almost had another great pick too. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they they came to they came to play today, and uh, I mean offense um, helped helped out the defense more than they had in a, in, a, in quite some time. But um, uh, it was it was nice nice to see uh, the Saints defense continuing their ways, and hopefully they continue that into next offseason so um it'll be interesting yes. to see what happens with dennis allen i was going to say um his name's been tied to a lot of these uh um nascent head coaching openings so um uh yeah to see what the succession plan would be with him i think there's a pretty good chance that dennis allen comes back um he's already been yeah, a but- coach and it didn't go very well <laughs> right right Right. Well, like, yeah, you know, you know, the NFL loves its retreads, so, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. So let, let, let's talk about the future, um, because I feel pretty good about it. Um, I, like this year, it's just like, it's it's almost like you were on your way to the picnic and your fucking tire blew out and you just had to drive to the picnic with like a fucking <laughs> flat tire. And then like your other three tires blew out and you pushed the car to the, all the way to the picnic but you know at the end of the day you're just gonna it's all gonna be fine you're just gonna replace the tires and it's gonna be right. like a brand new car like i feel like we just had to endure like all the bullshit this year but next year uh, prospects are pretty good 
a lot of people are going to come back because um, they're still under contract. I mean, somebody at the bar today turned to me and was like, man, Paulson Adebo is going to be really good. And I was like, no, he is good. Like he's already yeah. really good. And yeah. he, we have him on a rookie deal and Marshawn Lattimore is under contract because he just signed that huge extension. So the cornerstones of the defense are set. Um, you know, hopefully Dennis Allen sticks around. Uh, Demario Davis is not a free agent, correct? He's still under contract. Yeah, year, I think I we think. extended him. Um, but uh, yeah, the the um, the defense is in like good shape. Uh, I guess Malcolm Jenkins. I think, I think he's still under contract for next year. Um, he's definitely getting older, though. So uh, we will want to eventually, sooner or later, find a replacement um, for him. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe that's PJ Williams. Maybe start PJ Williams. So we do, we also need to figure out what we're doing. If we're bringing, if we are bringing back uh, Marcus Williams, that's probably the biggest, um, defensive free agent we have, but, uh, Davenport uh, is also a free agent, correct? I think we still have his fifth year option, um, mm, is next year. That, so, if we do, but that will theoretically be exercised. Yeah. Uh, I think we might have already done that. He's back next year. The question is whether we give him like a preemptive extension. Um, if we think like we might save money on it, like, is it, he had not, I think he had finished with nine sacks this year. So if we think he's going to like have a better year and even actually maybe stay healthy next year, which I mean, hopefully he does, obviously it might make more sense to extend him now, get some savings there and maybe get some cap relief in the immediate, um, hall, uh, uh, depending on what we do with our other free agents. But I mean, it goes without saying that uh, our plans for the off season, um, like have to start with the quarterback situation. So I will right. talk about this on our upcoming pods, but um, I, I've said along uh, this, this year that my number one option would be to make Seattle say no to a trade offer um, or, or make them, find a better offer than us, which is possible. But um, you have to think that Russ at least is interested in us. And he does, like we've talked about before, have some say in the process because he does that no trade clause that he has alluded to potentially waiting for us and a couple other teams. So I think we have a chance. Um, it's probably not likely, but we have a chance. Um, and then going from there and figuring out what happens. So. Yeah, I feel like one of two things will happen at quarterback. Either we will somehow acquire Russell Wilson or we will bring back Jameis Winston. Um, and I don't know, this might be another hot take, but I feel like if Jameis comes back, he's not just going to be handed the starting job. It's going to be another competition with Taysom Hill. Um, yeah. Because I think he'll play it well enough to deserve it, to deserve another chance. Um. So obviously that'll be something we'll have to wait and see about, but t- Hill will be back. Obviously. Um, I think my hot take is I don't really want Russell Wilson. Really? Wow. That is a hot take. I, I mean, that's, that's fair. I like, don't love the idea of like a post Drew Brees quarterback being someone else's Drew Brees. Like, which isn't the only reason I don't want yeah. Russell Wilson. I think he's definitely post peak. Like I, and like maybe that's because of who he's been around, but like not really. Like that team isn't that different on offense than their playoff teams this year, without except for the fact mm-hmm. that he was hurt for some of the time. But like the last couple of games I watched, save for today, he looked like trash. 
And yeah. I think he doesn't have as strong of an arm as Jameis Winston. I don't think he's as hungry for like a long-term deal as Jameis Winston. And we'd have to give up a lot more to get him than Jameis Winston. And he doesn't know the offense. So like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and on top of all that, in order to get Russell Wilson, you're giving up. That's what I mean. Like assets. you're, you have to basically come to the plate with like, like, um, like the pre 21 sexual assaults to Sean Watson level of stuff to give up. Like, yeah. I don't know that that's worth it for, to me, what's looked like a bit of a mixed bag this year from him and like, sure he was battling injury, but I feel like Jameis would be more cost effective. The locker room already loves him. Like he's not coming in with like this. I mean, ego is kind of a strong word. I don't think that's Russell Wilson's personality, but he's definitely, you know, like a top 10 quarterback. (laughs) I'm like kind of shitting on him. I don't think he's really talented. I just like, I don't know. He's not the same to me as like Aaron Rodgers. Right. And that's a, that's a valid, honestly a valid, a valid opinion. Like we would have to change our our offense um, to fit Russell Wilson's strengths. I mean, like, I mean, we changed our offense to fit all of our (laughs) Jameis Winston's strengths, uh, Taysom's strengths and, and, and weaknesses for both of them. But um, I mean, that's one of the things that makes Sean Payton great is that he's able, he's able to do that. But uh like you said, I mean, it's a uh, what's it? The opportunity cost of of getting uh, Russell Wilson yeah. uh, is is not insignificant, uh, and you have to really kind of do that that calculus of uh, whether like we would want him plus the guys we already have, or Jameis plus whoever we would take at seventeen or eighteen uh, in the first round this year. Uh, plus, I mean, if we were, if you're getting Russell Wilson, you're probably also giving up a, 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 at least a second or a third this year, uh, to say nothing of future picks we're just thinking about next year. Um, I mean, we certainly will be drafting a receiver at some point in this upcoming draft. I would be floored and, and shocked. And again, yeah, he has weapons. We need weapons for him to succeed. So, like, I just don't see a scenario where, like, we're able to, in terms of receivers, like, he has two top 20 receivers on his own team now. We have zero out of the top 100. Like, I I just think, like, we sort of have, and I mean, that's not my job. I'm not the GM, but I feel like this, if anything, Sean Payton's going to get shit on this year for, it's, like, not really evaluating those skill positions effectively in terms of like where the voids were and no one can succeed without fixing right. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so mean, like, he might not even want to come here without our plan for what we're going to do with that right. position. The, the, uh, the elephant in the room is, is obvious. I, I got to say is Michael is my. And we never saw James Winston play with yeah. Michael Thomas uh, and we don't know Well, we also don't know like what Michael Thomas will look like next year. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't buy anyone who says that like, Oh, he's like never playing for us again. I just like, don't buy that. Um, I, yeah, I, mean, I think he was that's... like engaged. He was like tweeting, tweeting today yeah. about the game and stuff. Like he, I think he wants to be here. I think he was really excited to play with Jameis. Um, and uh, it just, I mean, we can like blame him or the organization or whoever, or just like bad luck for how everything went down with the like timing and effectiveness of his surgery. But um, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to think about what our offense would look like 
with a guy who won uh, Offensive Player of the Year two years ago and well, like, uh, next year. But like even so, when he was here, like, yeah, I mean, like, sort of, it was just him, and so like right, and he was he's so great that like he would beat out double coverages all the time, but like we all know my feelings on Troutman, like at least in the past years, we had like someone relatively competent at the tight end spot to like sort of be some kind of decoy. So like, I think there's, I'm excited to have him back, but I think that there's a lot more we need to do to like optimize him because that was part of his anger too. Like we brought him back because he was our only receiving weapon too early from injury. And like, that's sort of what caused this whole, right. He said, she said about him getting healthy and when the surgery should have happened and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we would have been yeah. better with him on the field. There's no question. And for so sure. It's not to say how many, how many of those like third and five, third and six, third and sevens that we like got in this year where we were just like, oh man, well, like we're not going to get it. Like punt coming and we like didn't get it. Like if you have Michael Thomas running his like famous slants like yeah. he's gonna convert quite a few of those like our, our whole season uh would, would have been different i mean again like we're gonna we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about all the stuff in the off season uh especially like as free agency comes into into play uh and uh, mock draft season up and the combine and all those fun things but um yeah there's 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 work to do on our team but it's uh it's I think it's exciting and uh, like the vibe around the team. I mean, from our like obviously outsider perspective, but like we have a talented team that like has a good culture. And uh, I, I think all the, all the signs are trending up for us in the, in the near future. Yeah. Like I guess the sort of bottom line of it, you know, looking at next year is we will be returning you know, probably 90% of the team that started the year, um, which was a team that was five and two and obliterated the Packers uh, plus Michael Thomas. So that was a team that people thought would make some noise and they were really good. And yeah, I mean that plus all the, whatever we get in the draft or whatever, whoever we sign in free agency, it's the future is pretty bright. I think. Um, And, probably our biggest asset is Sean Payton himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, you know, the, the program got stale in those seven and nine seasons from 2014 to 2016. And he has since sort of reinvented himself and the culture in the locker room. And he's as good as he ever was. Um, If we can do this with four different quarterbacks um, and people like Trevor Simeon, then just think of what we can do with a full year of somebody as talented as Jameis, which is kind of what we said last off season. Um, and we're still waiting to see it, but hopefully next year, that's what we get to see. Yeah, for sure. All right, Sean, do you have a Hornitos ad read for us before we enter yeah. the 2022 off season? Of, of course. Um, I mean, Hornitos tequila, it's the tequila um, for anyone who is wrapping up one of the craziest football seasons you could ever imagine or think of. Uh, Hornitos is for you. Hornitos tequila.
Yeah, if I didn't have work tomorrow, I'd probably uh, be guzzling the Hornitos like it was water. <laughs> All right. Gosh. Well, for Allison Whitlock and Sean Haspel, I'm Jacob Krasnow. This has been Black and Gold BS, the irreverent Saints podcast from Bruku Media, presented by Hornitos Tequila. Until next time, who dat? Who dat? <laughs>